On October 18, 2015, a British journalist is found hanging inside a restroom at Istanbul's Ataturk Airport. The circumstances were so strange that the story made international headlines. Turkish police conducted an investigation and swiftly released their findings. But to those who knew her, nothing about this case made sense. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Jackie Sutton. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Had a week off there. Coach, I spent five days in probably the greatest college football town there is in Athens, Georgia. I was about to say, when did you go to Knoxville? <laughs> Speaking of which. It's not, y'all got this year? No. And if they do it right... It'll turn into the old Southwest Conference on the west side. Alabama and Auburn will move to the east. No, I don't want that. Well, I don't either, but that's what it's going to be. All right, so it's going to be old news once you hear this, but Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC. Good God I don't see, almighty. I don't see how they're going to do it because I know schedules are set way out in advance. So they'll lose some of their – like the SEC teams will lose some of their money-making game or not money-making games. Smaller college money-making games. But I don't see how it's going to happen until... 20, the, it's 2025 is when it's supposed to happen. Okay, so yeah. you're y'all, Hey, man, y'all can rebuild, coach. God almighty. Tennessee's not ever going to win anything. If Auburn and Alabama move to the east, poor Vanderbilt. <laughs> Vandy may go independent. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vandy went to the ACC. They would be smart, too, yeah. yeah. But anyway, because right. they're mostly a basketball school anyway, yeah, and they can hang. Yeah, welcome to the mysterious sports podcast. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, man, that is insanity. I had five days of professional development, and there was only out of five days, eight hours a day. There was only two hours of that that I could not have either a read an email. Everything's an email these. Everything could be an email these. Or days. been on a Zoom meeting. Yep. So uh, I did get to eat at some fine restaurants. I have not been in Athens in probably 10 or 12 years, and you know it's changed last, a little bit. You know the last time I was in Athens? When Tennessee won when Tennessee. on the Hail Mary. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Just saying. That was only eight years ago, I mean. <laughs> I think it was like five. <laughs> probably was. <laughs> but still. I try to block that from my memory. Anyway. Before we get too far into it, we are enjoying, since this case originates in England. And it's pretty hard to find Turkish beer. Yeah. So we are enjoying Guinness's original stout. We're not drinking a whole lot of them, I can tell you that. No, no. They're a little heavy. Not at all. They are very heavy. But they are delish if you like the dark beer. So we have some... Shout outs, we have some new patrons, we have some new reviews, so if you want to fast forward through this stuff, you don't need to because this is how we pay the bills. Okay, first of all, no, (laughs) we don't don't pay the bills. We need to start paying the bills by getting some Patreons. That's right, and and if you're not aware of it and you're listening, we have a $1 tier. We have a $1 tier. 
dollars a month. I mean, a year. <laughs> that's twelve dollars a year. That's how you trick them right there. Yeah. So anyway, let's start with our newest. No, our newest oldest patron. And we may have already shouted her out, but I don't think we did because I think she became a patron on the day we recorded. And that is Miss Key Sardi at the $3 tier. Nice. We also have a new patron, Miss Laura Matlock. She is also at the $3 tier. And we did put on our socials that if you are not a patron, and you would like one of our lovely stickers to show your support, reach out to us at mysteriousbrews at gmail.com, and we will make you a deal. But let's do, get to do, the do, five-star do, reviews. Do, do, do. Do, 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 Wait, was that eight seconds? Let me get sued. All right. Well, I wasn't ready. I was ready. I thought it was. But it disappeared on me. We got two new five-star reviews. We have a total of 104 ratings. That gives us a 4.9 out of 5 on iTunes. We have no four stars, which is all right. And then we got more than two one stars. That's bull crap, man. I'm not one star. Username 121664 said, terrific, five stars. Thank you, fun, but not too dumb. I like the boys. We like you, too. That sounds like somebody that English is not their first language. It's okay. But we, we don't. We don't. We don't call. No. We 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 accept all. Then uh, Leanne McGalliard, if I said that wrong, I apologize profusely. But she said, the best, three exclamation points, five stars. Love all the mysteries, my favorite podcast. I look forward to them weekly. This will be the last thing I say about Athens. Oh, Jesus Today, there was, uh, we're going to call them Arlo's Angels. <laughs> they, uh helped me stay sane in <laughs> Athens, and we had dinner a couple of times, uh-huh. and I got to meet them, their fellow teachers, and too bad they live on the other end of the state. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Wow. Mrs. Arlo really must not listen. She don't. That's why I did that. <laughs> you going to find this, this, this is a litmus test to find out if she really does or not. Yeah. I'll let y'all know via the socials <laughs> if she comes home and goes, can you explain who Arlo's angels are? Somebody going to send her a message. All right, uh, shout-out time, small business shout-out. This is from Miss Kaylee Rollins, or Rollins, however you want oh, to pronounce it. We're going to go with Rollins. You can't mispronounce names. Hey, guys, I have a small business shout-out. It's my dad's dump truck business here in Huntsville, Arkansas. He has driven a truck for over 30 years, very reliable, and she included his He is blackjack trucking. Mr. Justin Harris is the owner-operator. If you are in the market for some hauling of gravel, creek rock, dirt, whatever you need, give Mr. Harris a shout at 479-559-2561. Tell him he was on the podcast. We will also put that on our socials. We have another small business shout out. And just so everybody knows, we definitely ain't charging for these. These are gratis. So if you would like one, we'll shout anybody out. The second shout-out is from J.H. Elledge, and he is a self-proclaimed writer and slash armchair detective. Welcome to the club, Mr. Elledge. He actually takes the time to write about it. He does. He, he composed a nice email. I'll let you read it later. But anyway, he said that he would like to shout-out his father's business in Raleigh, North Carolina, 
They are a small family-owned print shop. The business is called A Place to Copy on Spring Forest Road. You can hear his mother playing our podcast in the background. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, Mom. And he said that is a perfect place for armchair detectives to print out their theories and necessary evidence for the next case of true crime they listen to. I thought he was going to say true crime garage. Like, oh, come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) But those are our two small business shout outs. And that's enough of the BS. So before we get into the case, this is going definitely going to be one of the cases that when you hear the details and you're going to hear the findings, you're going to go, oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said when I read it. Yeah, it is uh, pretty crazy. But let's get into it. All right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking about Miss Jackie Sutton. She is, she was 50 years old, born in Hatfield, Hertfordshire. That's across the pond. She was one of four children with two sisters and a brother. She had recently moved to Canberra, Australia in late 2013. Yeah, that was uh, part of what threw me off when I was reading the opening is it said Australian based. And I was like, wait a minute. By early 2014, she was in the Australian National University or ANU, their Center for Arab and Islamic Studies, working on her Ph.D. dissertation on the role of women in the media in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, that's not going to ruffle feathers, is it? No. She found herself tutoring in the Middle Eastern politics class, but she had spent time in the Middle East as a reporter for the BBC. To the BBC. I love that song. (laughs) Now, while she was in the Middle East, Jackie had the privilege, I guess you could say, of having drivers and bodyguards, but in peaceful not tropical, but uh, leafy, I guess is a good word. Canberra, she caught buses and rode her bike to and from the ANU. She adopted two cats and quickly made many friends in Australia. She was called heroic and fearless while she was a BBC journalist. As a teenager, she suffered from anorexia. And as a young adult, armed with a first-class degree in literature from university, she disappeared for two years into the wilds of northwestern Ontario, where she worked as a volunteer building houses. Just, when you hear a Canadian name, it's just like that. But, yeah, no, it is the wilds. But when you hear Canada, you just don't. You don't think. You, don't think, you just think, like, nice things, sweet people, you know. She was building houses in the native Canadian communities or First Nation communities. Which shows how little we know, because if that's our opinion, I'm sure there's a, Cana- a Canadian from that region. You don't know shit about Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it was a start to a lifelong pattern of immersing herself in other people's worlds and taking on their problems. While in Eritrea, Iraq, I believe is where that's at. Jackie met her future husband, and he was a member of the U.S. Naval Criminal Investigation Service, or the NCIS. Oh, man, it was a good show, but like I said, that's about that. I can't remember what it's called, though. It's it's running to my tongue. Now, um, her sister Jenny would state that Charles was a really lovely man, and she was somewhat surprised when Jackie opted for a gorgeous white wedding the full fluffy regalia. 
the couple married in 2000, but divorced only four years later. After 9-11, Jenny says that Jackie and Charles' views on American foreign policy became completely irreconcilable. Jackie would later write... Which is like the leading cause of divorce. Irreconcilable? No. Politics. Po- uh, <laughs> not, say, not seeing uh, foreign American policy? foreign policy <laughs> eye to eye. Jackie would later write that the invasion of Iraq was a huge issue as she was opposed and he was a pro. Which, being in the Navy, I could see him being pro-invasion. But anyway, I digress. But Jackie and her ex-husband stayed in touch. One of the really tragic things about Jackie is that she and Charles really loved each other and continued to love each other, Jenny says. She described him as the love of her life. After becoming tired of journalism, she pursued and achieved a lot at the Institute of War and Peace Reporting, or the IWPR, where she was lead Iraq director. She was giving a voice to those on the front lines facing conflict and to provide the necessities to bring positive changes, promoting support to local journalism in various countries that are in the midst of crisis. And that is from her sister, Jenny. Although Jackie had a dangerous job, she loved her life nonetheless. A lot of people said that she relished in helping others even more than helping herself. She was incredibly fearless, especially when advocating for women's rights. She had an unrelenting resilience about her. If there was a job that needed to be done that proved difficult for others, she would be the one to call. She knew how to get things done. Ultimately, her focus was primarily on those who genuinely needed support. To friends, family, and coworkers, she simply was a strong-willed woman. Sounds like, I mean, seriously, she sounds pretty amazing if you look at it objectively. And many people heavily relied on her a burden which she happily accepted. Now, reports have Jackie arriving to the Turkish airport approximately at 10 p.m. on a Saturday night and was scheduled to fly to Erbil. It's also spelt A-R-B-I-L or I-R-B-I-L. I was thinking like Herbal tea. Near midnight is when her flight was to depart. During the two-hour waiting period, Jackie had her Ph.D. research books in her luggage also including in her luggage were presents for one of her friend's children. She also had two bottles of wine that she had purchased for a dear friend of hers and a promise between the two that she intended to keep. Mm, what was that? To bring her two bottles of wine. Oh, okay, cool. Now, CCTV footage from the airport shows Jackie heading towards the cafe within the airport where she ordered one beer. And Well, I guess they do got Turkish beer. Of which she drank very slowly as she read a John Grisham novel. I could not find the title of said novel, but... It's probably about, you know, espionage. Yeah, probably. Stuff like that. This went on for roughly an hour. Afterwards, she made her way to the waiting area where she accidentally fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Despite the intercom announcements for boarding calls, she remained asleep perfectly still. Her flight left at 12.15 a.m. as scheduled. Now, reports state that just minutes after the flight departed, Jackie finally awoke. According to the staff workers in the airport at the time, Jackie had a brief moment of distress due to the unfortunate time lapse. Despite the obvious and acceptable frustration with that, she tried to purchase another plane ticket. However, she didn't have the necessary funds for it. 
According to the desk clerk, quote, she said she had no money and began crying, end quote. With that, Jackie left the inquiry desk and proceeded to the woman's restroom around 1 a.m. Now, during the next 10 minutes on the CCTV, there were women who were recorded entering and exiting the bathroom. Everything appeared normal, and then suddenly three women from Russia walked into the facility together and discovered the horrific sight of Jackie dead, apparently from suicide by hanging. The women immediately flee the restroom in shock and inform officials. So it does say that they left immediately? That's what, everything that I've read is the three that reported it. You can see them on camera walk in, and like seconds later, they come running out. Okay. So they're not involved, even though they're from Russia. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to our Russian listeners. We love Putin. Yeah, we we've never you've never stated how many Russian listeners we have. Pretty sure state run media kind of keeps that out. You don't think they got Apple Podcasts? I don't know, Coach. They may not. I mean, they do have it in Malta, and we're big in Malta. I, I mean, we love Malta. Yeah, I'd like to go. Let's do it. All right. So the big question is, why did Jackie commit suicide, especially by hanging? Because that's, I mean. What did she, what 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 did she use? Does it say it does not say? And I tried. I've re- you know again the FBI van out front of my house is you like do your due diligence. I'm not gonna they're take like that away from you. They're calling Langley and they're like, y'all really need to come knock this door down. <laughs> First it was uranium. Now he's trying to figure out autopsy hanging. What can be used for hanging in a bathroom stall? I think he's on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Anthony Borden, a member of the... Bourdain? No, that's what I thought at first, and I was like, man, this is about to get good. (laughs) It's just Anthony Borden, like the Borden Milk Company. I'm Borden of his name. Yes. (laughs) That was a good one. Hold on. (laughs) All right, so he is a member of the IWPR's Middle East team who knew Jackie and made the statement that money should not have been an issue in any sense of her situation. He is quoted as saying, quote, quoted he, as saying. He said, quote, he's quoted as saying, quote, frankly, experienced travelers miss a flight and they feel pretty <laughs> much relieved. This was true for Jackie as well. Furthermore, the IWPR would have paid the airfare. Why would you feel relieved that you missed your flight? Or you're going to Iraq. Okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a female yeah. and you're not Muslim. What is even stranger okay. is that during the investigation <laughs> of her death, she was found with thousands of euros on her. This was more than enough to pay for a plane ticket. Although the initial ruling of her suicide was due to, quote, a lack of means, end quote, that had to be ruled out on, the, on this occasion. Therefore, no other reason should have prompted her to harm herself. According to family members and colleagues that she talked with on a daily basis and had known for years, this should not have pushed her over the edge. Now, when the family members and colleagues heard the news, they immediately thought her death was a result of a murder rather than suicide, as reports stated. After viewing the CCTV footage themselves, they noted that even after the reported incident of assumingly not having the funds to buy another plane ticket, where she left the inquiry desk to head towards the restroom, she appeared calm and collected from the camera's perspective. But keep in mind, the desk clerk said that she was sobbing. 
Those close to Jackie continued to press the idea of murder, explaining that she made a lot of enemies, most recently ISIS. That's not one you want to have on your, on your bad side. No. She had made it very well known that she hated the organization and had recently spoke out against them in the media. She had even received a million-dollar grant in order to help put an end to the terrorist group by training Iraqis to use social media to counter violent extremism. Jackie had spoken out strongly against ISIS, and in her excitement at landing the million-dollar grant, she had forgotten her plan to stay off social media, and she posted on her Facebook page saying that her social media project was, quote, part of efforts to disrupt the hateful garbage that ISIS is spewing, end quote. Hmm. It seemed to her colleague Susan Hutchinson that ISIS wasn't the only suspect. Quote, a bunch of people might have liked Jackie silenced. There's a very strong history of the Turkish police at the airport being violent and nasty to people who they perceive as being pro-Kurdish, she said. Comparisons were drawn between Jackie and the American broadcast journalist Serena Shim, who had died in a suspicious car accident in Turkey almost exactly a year earlier on October 19th, 2014. Hmm. After... Shim had reported seeing ISIS militants being smuggled over the border of Turkey into Syria. Sutton had been found alone in a locked toilet cubicle, hanged by her bootlaces from the hook on the back of the door. There were no other signs of violence. But in the minds of many of her friends, this did not rule out murder. Quote, these things can be made to look like suicide, end quote, Hutchinson said. Did you say it was shoelaces? Mm -hmm. How can shoelaces be that strong that they're going to hold up a human body without, I mean, that. We're going to take a sidebar here, too, because there's some things that we need to unpack in what I've just read. First of all, let's touch on that. And that was the shoelaces are for Shim. That's not for Jackie. But they're saying, what I could read is they're saying that Jackie would have committed suicide in a similar fashion using the hook on the back of the door. I've not tried, but I would hypothesize you can break one of them hooks pretty easily if you're over 100 pounds. I mean, you would think. I understand that it's sheet metal, but have y'all looked at the hooks? They're two little screws. It did not state whether uh, Jackie had used... Well, I mean, but the fact remains is that they found... They found the shim lady that way. Yeah. They, so I mean, clearly it's possible. She could have been garroted with her bootlaces and then tied up to look like a... Yeah, but but, but by your exact logic, they, she would still fall because it's not going to hold her up. Well, my logic is... And it, this goes back to people that commit suicide by hanging on low level whatever I'm trying to say. I don't know what how to word it. Basically not from a great height. Kind of like Epstein, he wrote in like lean forward. You've got to be determined to kill yourself that way if you're not stepping off a stool or mm-hmm. using something of a great height. My thing is if, and we're just going on the shim lady for a second, and there's no... There's nothing out there that says this is even possible, but this is just my crazy conspiratorial mind working. Let's say that Shim pissed off the wrong Turkish people. They go in, follow her into the bathroom, garrot her with her bootlaces, then tie her up so that her feet are still 
supporting some of her weight. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, where the yeah. where the hook doesn't break. Yeah, I got you. Okay. So my thing with Jackie's situation is I feel like that either she would have had to have leaned forward to create to create that uh, leverage to basically strangle herself. Mm-hmm. But if that you're still putting a lot of that's a lot of force on that little hook. But, you know, that's just my two cents. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch on in this little section is ISIS. I don't think ISIS killed this lady. ISIS is about beheading people on camera and uploading it to all platforms. Well, I don't know. I mean, you. if ISIS killed her, they would have made sure that it was a public statement saying this is what happens if you speak out against us and try to arm the women of Afghanistan and Iraq with this social media thing. Let's get back to the story. Now, the alternative to the murder of Jackie is that she did, in fact, end her own life. Now, many people find this implausible for a lot of reasons, one of which is her friend Miss Hutchinson again states that she had just submitted a chapter for her Ph.D. dissertation. Who kills themselves before they've even got the feedback on their PhD? Well, I mean, yeah, but this could have been a spur of the moment thing. She could have had a mental break and just been like, screw it. She could have. <clears throat> now, she was also, Jackie was also in the process of buying a small apartment in Spain. She had just transferred the money for the deposit. And though the death of her former colleague, Al Shabanber, had deeply upset her, she seemed to have recovered her poise, and in the weeks she lived with Hawa Osman in Herbal. They had many long conversations, says Osman. We would have drinks, and you know, when you have a drink, you talk about anything and everything. He had then spoken to Jackie most days she was in London, and he states, quote, but there was nothing, absolutely nothing, to suggest that she would be capable of doing anything like this, mm-hmm. end quote. I mean, it's, it does seem odd. But and what I read, and we'll get into this later, but I'll touch on it now some. From what I read, and having worked in the mental health area of education with our youth, I will say <laughs> that most of the time there are some warning signs that someone is suicidal when a suicide occurs, people start to think back and say, oh, you know, so-and-so said this, and I kind of blew it off, but now thinking about it, maybe that was a cry for help. There's none of this in Jackie's situation. From everyone that was interviewed, everything that I could find, she was basically a bulldog trying to change the world. Seemed like it. Now, according to Amanda Whitley, a friend of Jackie's, she was incredibly open to share information about herself if asked. She didn't have a shy bone in her body, and when she talked about this or that, she said things bluntly and matter-of-factly. In 2010, a colleague of Jackie by the name of Lorna Tycoast, I didn't sneeze, said, quote, I lived with her in Baghdad in a compound in her villa for at least four months. I saw her under a tremendous amount of stress. She handled herself with dignity and strength. So it's nonsense to say she was crying because she missed a flight. The idea that she would not have funds to take her wherever she wanted is ludicrous. End quote. End quote. End quote. 
Now, Jackie had been in countless war zones, and her talent and dedication definitely caught the attention of ISIS, who considered her a prime threat to their plans, yet she remained steadfast nonetheless, like we had spoken about. Speaking upon Jackie's diligence on May 2nd, months prior to her death, Amar al-Shabander, the previous IWPR Iraq director, director, God, I'm killing it tonight. You are. Director that Jackie took over for was killed by a car bombing attack that not only killed him, but 17 others as well. Stunned by that news, it only motivated Jackie even more to continue the fight against ISIS and other terrorist organizations. In June of 2007, a journalist also from IWPR, Sahar Hussein al-Haideri, was murdered in Mosul by extremists. With her death, she became the 108th journalist to subsequently be murdered for providing coverage on the Iraq war. No, she didn't. She did commit suicide. No, I'm talking about the previous one. Sahar Hussein al-Hadidari. Oh, well, I should pay attention then. You should. Now, whether or not these two incidents can be tied to the death of Jackie is muddy at best. Although they were employees of the same organization, that doesn't necessarily connect the dots to an assassination. But two deaths from the same institution reporting in a war zone is, well, I, I would say raises eyebrows. For a third one to be killed, that's more than a coincidence. Now, the work done by these three, including the entire organization in general, Institute for War and Peace Reporting, IWPR, was and still is a dangerous job. The consequences are clear from the very beginning, but for those determined to make a change for the better, it's a job accepted with complete joy, tenacity, and dedication. Unfortunately, Jackie's death is still considered a suicide. Many of her colleagues to this day wholeheartedly disagree with the inquest's conclusion of suicide, but family members are finally coming to accept the answer, rather than living with anger. Jackie's sister, Jenny, told the coroner at the inquest, quote, I don't believe it was premeditated. I don't believe she had a prior intention to take her life, but that in the moment she was in extreme stress. She made that decision on the spur of the moment, but it was her decision, end quote. She would go on to say she was working with a Kurdish journalist gathering stories from Iraq and the Iraqi people, Kurds, Christians, Sunni, Shia, Muslim, Jews. She was gathering stories for how those communities had lived together for generations in peaceful coexistence before the intervention of the West and before the war opened up such horrible divisions. She goes on to state, I think a contributing factor to the blackness that overcame my sister was seeing the suffering of the people of the Middle East. She had absorbed the suffering of Iraqis and other nations. Jenny said that her and Jackie marched together against the war in Iraq. Quote, she would have been pleased to see the coming out and see the focus on the ghastly folly of the American and British invasion of the region and all the suffering that has been the result. It's been very difficult, but I think anybody with empathy living in war zone feels the pain. Jacqueline would be the first to say that her first thoughts were for the Kurdish Iraqi people in the region for many years. She was extraordinarily brave, fearless, and loving, end quote. And basically, that's the facts of the case. Now we get into the WTF aspects of this hodgepodge of <laughs> investigation we did. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's pretty hard. It's like you're trying to get information about something that happened in a, I wouldn't necessarily say hostile, but a Middle Eastern country. That's It's going to be pretty difficult to get all the information you need. I couldn't even find reference to the coroner's inquest. And usually uh, the British people are very good about, you know, publishing that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right. So the first bullet point is, and this is just my opinion, I'm sure that this wasn't the first flight that Jackie had missed for various reasons. Unless there was a major reason that she needed to be in herbal by a certain time, and by missing that flight, it crushed her. Suicide in a random airport seems wildly strange to me. I could see it if it was an inexperienced traveler who was already depressed, etc., and getting past this obstacle was just too much, but... Someone as seasoned as her who had, and as I read, she had been in the green zone in Iraq, and they were under mortar fire, and she had withstood that. Yeah, missing your flight's going to That's what they're saying. you over the edge. Yeah. That's what I'm, I was about to say was I doubt missing a flight would be that great of a stressor unless something was going on in herbal, and she felt like that by missing that flight, the whole her whole plans had just erupted, and she let so many people down. But again, there's nothing out there to state that. Now, here's the other thing that I want to know. Where exactly did she hang herself in the bathroom? Was it out of sight unless you opened the stall door? Was it out in the open? Now, there are seven other women that enter the restroom who did not appear to see anything until those three Russian ladies had come in and found her. Mm -hmm. Either A, she had not hung herself when the previous seven came in, or she had but no one had touched the stall until the three women entered and they just pushed the stall open and found her. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. If she was in plain view, then someone needs to be IDing those seven other women to see if they had any ties to it. Well, well, I mean, maybe she was having one last go and then she got done. She hanged herself and... I don't or know. maybe she was in the stall contemplating. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think about that, but you're right. She could be had. She could have been just sitting in the stall, thinking there's no way out of this. Yeah. But we are talking about a woman who had a resilience that was uncanny at best, according to her friends. Oh, I don't think she hung her. I don't think she hanged herself. I don't. I'm either. just saying. If she did, this, that was, could have been something she was doing. And I again, I reiterate, she constantly dealt with danger from terrorist organizations, war zones, and it never seemed to phase her. I know we don't know the ins and outs of her personal life, and she may hide her pains well like most people. But I just don't believe at the time of her death, not being able to purchase a plane ticket or contact someone to get her another flight was enough to break her to commit suicide. Man, that was a good one. Sorry. And that was way away from the mic. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to be that loud, but it was. Now, one thing that we do need to take into consideration is the political context of Turkey at the time of her death. Now, I'm going to butcher his name, but Erdogan was the president in 2014 after serving as prime minister for some years. Around 2015, he began a systematic crackdown on the press and is known as having a poor record on transparency and accountability. Not saying her death went all the way up to his office, but I think it's safe to say that a general attitude of 
governmental non-accountability. Jesus, I butchered that one. I think you're doing a great job. I know I do. But I think it's safe to say that the general attitude of governmental non-accountability and secrecy existed at the time of her death and that this fact adds legitimacy to the possibility of her being murdered, murdered and that murder being covered up, especially that she was a foreign journalist covering ISIS and Erdogan is very sensitive to accusations that he's not being tough enough against ISIS. Now, here's the other big elephant in the room. Was there any actual evidence of foul play? We don't know. The only thing we have to go off of is the Turkish investigation, which there's nothing out there, and the CCTV footage from the airport and the entrance to the bathroom. Now, it sounds like it would have been very easy to rule out the presence of others slash suspects in the bathroom, especially considering the extremely short timeline of events. Mm -hmm. If there was another person involved, shouldn't this person have been seen on the CCTV footage unless they were one of those other seven that, you know, just calm, cool, collective, walked in, walked out? If someone managed to overpower her and hang her, again, that's not going to be very easily with a airport bathroom, would it have been so quiet that no one outside of the restroom would have heard anything? Like heard a struggle or... Well, from my experience with jujitsu and the videos that I have seen online, when you are really strangling yourself, it does not take long to go out. There's not going to be much of a struggle at all. If they know what they're doing, yes, I agree. If they are full body weight down... Both of the ropes on the arteries, you've, we're talking four seconds, four seconds maybe. Max, And you're two. out. Yeah. Done. Well, there's that video. You're of not that, dead yet, but no. you're unconscious. There's that video of those guys in their army barracks um, judo chopping each other in the carotid. And the guy was like, hey, man, you can't, you can't knock me out. And he didn't hit him that hard. And he yeah, dropped. He like, was gone. Bag of stones. Um, I still find that... As a woman covering that hard subject of empowering women in the Middle East and in a war zone, that she had experienced tragedies and dangers that would make missing a flight seem, you know, child's play, I guess, is a, is a good way to say it. But really, I just don't. Mm -hmm. One thing that did come up in, the, in my research was that she may have suffered from depression, depression, depression. She might have suffered from depression, <laughs> depression or PTSD. Mm -hmm. And that does have some legs with the PTSD. Mm -hmm. And no one knows what's going to set that off. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, according to the Virginia government, they have, I've got a website that, that I looked at. Though the rates of journalists experiencing PTSD and seeking mental health are low, women are more likely than men to develop PTSD, but they are also more likely to reach out for help. You can love your job and fight hard to carry on, but still develop PTSD. I mean, if you're getting shelled in a foreign country and having death threats from ISIS... Yeah, you're going to develop some PTSD. Yeah. I don't see Jackie as being so prideful she wouldn't have reached out for help to at least someone. Now... It did mention in my research that she had leaned on 
a couple of people in her family, but more people leaned on her. I know it's hard for some people to reach out for help if you're trying to manage everyone else's problems. But again, you know, in this country and worldwide, we have a huge problem with mental health and, and the stigma that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like as educated, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but as educated, as strong-willed as she is, I don't see her being a Superman type that's not going to reach out for help when she sees the signs herself. But mental illness is a crazy animal. I mean, it is, but you're still not going to convince me that this woman missed a flight, and that was the, I mean, that was it. Well, and the other thing is, most of the time, like I had stated earlier, you're not going to have thoughts of suicide. I think the, and this is, reaching back in the annals of history, but some of the training I had at that mental health facility, I think on average, when people look at it, there are, I think, minimum of like eight to 10 ideations before an attempt is made. Mm -hmm. And an ideation is, I don't want to be here anymore. This world would be better without me. And none of that that I could find was ever uttered by Jackie. Yeah, I don't know. Also, why would she commit suicide when she just recently bought items to give to her friends is my thing. She had those toys. She had those bottles of wine. Yeah, she probably didn't want to spend her euros to pay for a plane ticket, but she could have been reimbursed by the company. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. And First of all, I think it's BS that if you miss your flight, you got to repay the whole price again. It's like, I mean, come on, really? You can't just put me on the next one? I've already paid. Yeah, it's not like that, you know, and I guarantee you, unless it, and I know that was a red-eye flight, but the next red-eye flight's going to have empty seats, too. You can just put them on a standby. It's an empty seat. Why does it matter? Yeah, I don't think... You profit-hungry bastards. (laughs) (laughs) You Turkish bastards. No, I didn't say Turkish. (laughs) I didn't say that. Now, here is a... Do not quote me on that one. Here is a conspiracy theory for you and I felt like this one was a good one to include in my notes what if she had been roofied at the bar in her beer and mm. someone slipped her something in her drink yeah maybe She and she went to the bathroom to try to collect herself obviously knowing that she shouldn't be emotional over missing her flight because A she had plenty of money and she could get reimbursed and she accidentally passed out mm-hmm then one of the seven women came in and decided, hey, there is my target, and they did the deed. I mean, yeah, that would make sense that she fell asleep and would not wake up for the boarding call the boarding call and yeah. all that. I don't know, man. And you would think a kind worker would notice that the only person that didn't board the plane was sitting there sleeping, maybe. Hey, ma'am, we're boarding. Hey, did you know that we're boarding? I don't know, man. I just don't get it. there's a lot of things like you said in the opening on the surface, this seems cut and dry. Her family has accepted the suicide, but there's just too many loose ends for me to accept. She killed herself over missing a flight. Mm -hmm. Way too many. That's true. So final thoughts, besides the fact we both agree that she didn't do, we, we feel like that she didn't commit suicide. Unless there's a starting startling revelation later. I really don't think she committed suicide. 
I don't know who killed her, but I just don't think that that's going to be enough to push her over the edge. I just really don't. I don't either. But anyway, let's get into recommendations. So my recommendation is going to be for the movie, or I'm sorry, it's not a movie, it's a documentary, The Sleepless oh. Unrest. And this is a paranormal crew of five people spend two weeks at the house that inspired the movie The Conjuring. No, oh, so you're, they, they stay in a house that really... It's haunted as hell. <laughs> and the new owners... not haunted. The, the two new owners who had purchased the house two years previous stayed with them. Now, if you go into it wanting to be entertained, it does raise some eyebrows on some th- certain things. Now, some of the things that they report and, quote, document on camera cannot be ruled out as someone helping them have these strange things. Now, But I will say there is a lot of weird shit that goes on that I don't feel like could have been faked. There's all, there are some th- like some dramatic scenes that you're like, that could have been someone outside mm-hmm. that you paid to do that. <laughs> now, they did have some kind of weird camera that caught a lot of uh, what they call paranormal flashes on infrared while they're doing, um, while they're doing like a EVP. There's some strange knockings and shit like that and temperature rising and, and lowering in the well of the house. But again, if you're into the paranormal, eh, it's decent. You, sir? I'm going to recommend an old HBO show called Deadwood. One of the greatest shows of all time. I've been re-watching it lately. So, it holds up. I made it through season one and just kind of started watching something new. And then I need to go back and yeah, finish it. You need to go back and start it over. And you're going to kick yourself because it's freaking awesome. I have enjoyed season one. I will say that. Well, Coach, you got anything else? I sure don't. All right, brother. Deuces. <laughs>